that that wasn't right. Hold on. There we go. This is anyone can achieve fitness. Hello, people. Today's episode is going to be about your posture. I think some of us have seen those movies where the ballet dancer is, has books put on top of her head and she has to be able to walk while keeping the balance of the books, right? Or a ninja master maybe has to do that on their montage in order to gain perfect balance. We definitely see a lot of usually older individuals who have to use a walker. They can't walk straight anymore. Or you see those people with the hump neck. That's where you know their head is tilted so far forward and there's a hump. Uh, right there at their neck but sometimes some things that you don't immediately recognize as a bad posture are gonna be things like and I'm, I'm just gonna call out some of those women on Instagram or snapchat who have that quote-unquote booty popping posture and that's you know like obviously like that's what I mean is that they, they have their butt sticking out if you look at their spine you look at their back there's like a crazy curve all of a sudden that leads to to that butt popping and that's not right either. Of course, you definitely, if you work out, are going to have some muscles there that give you that, well, I don't know what that is, that globe look for the booty. But that's not the main thing. By making it curve that way, that's not how you get it. You get that through building muscle. And some people just won't ever get something very big. That's just genetics. But curving it that way is only going to lead to injury over time and there's you're not going to be as sexy in a wheelchair or having to waddle or having back pain and not being able to walk for very long so you definitely want to have a good posture and i understand wanting to have that particular look definitely getting attention from people of the opposite sex or the same sex whatever you're into uh having that quote-unquote booty does attract that attention i like my booty i work on it my wife looks at it sometimes and goes, ooh, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just want you guys to know that I don't have that weird curve in my spine. I don't purposely jut it out like that. I know I have had a good set of genes. Thank you, family, for that. But I definitely also work hard, and that's something where you can work. You do your right kind of movements for that. Don't bend your spine that way. Another kind of bad posture that people don't think about is just a straight back. Yes, you you're, you definitely want to have your spine neutral. You want it to be up and down in one line, but your spine has curves in it. It's supposed to have curves in it, okay? It's going to curve in at your neck. It's going to curve out at your upper back, and it's going to curve back in at your lumbar, and it's going to curve back out uh, you know, at your pelvis. It's going to have that last curve right there, and so you basically have four curves in your spine and you want to maintain that you don't want to get rid of your curves in your spine you don't want to have a straight back that's going to cause you pain over time as well it's going to definitely lead to a weakened lumbar and or a weakened neck uh, when i talk about those curves i don't want you guys to get that confused with scoliosis all right the curves that i'm talking about are if you're looking at your body or if someone is looking at your body or you're looking at someone else's body from the left or the right side you're looking, you can see both their posterior and their anterior sides of their body. You should see those natural curves. They're not overpronounced, but they will be there. For scoliosis, that's when you're looking at someone directly from the, like from the back, and you can see that their spine is moving left to right or just one way. And some mild scoliosis is not 
needed to be addressed, right? I, I, I know I have mild scoliosis in my spine. It's very, very minimal, very minimal. There's no point in getting that with surgery. Just good exercise, working out correctly will keep that from impacting me. That's what I do. I am able to, I deadlifted 315 today, only a couple times, but I did it. And it didn't hurt my back at all. My back's good. My muscles are sore, but my back is good. And so if you have mild, very mild scoliosis, it's nothing to worry about. If it's very more pronounced, see your doctor. And that's what this is about, really. If you have a very pronounced pain, whether it's scoliosis or something else in your back, you're not sure if it's something that you can address with exercise, I'm going to always bring this up because my wife keeps telling me to bring this up and she is 100% right. See your doctor before you start get started with an exercise program. That being said, now that I've covered those things, I want to go over different postures, the bad types of postures, and I'm going to go over what muscles are affecting those, what muscles you can work on to fix those kinds of postures. And really, you should just, to be safe, work on all your muscles anyway. Address your imbalances that way. You're only going to get fit anyway, so what's the harm in doing that, right? Uh, but of course, you're going to need to work on the weaker part first, weaker parts first. For most of these, going to be more than just one weak part. First one I'm going to talk about is uh, lordosis, lumbar lordosis. Is you're going to have an increased anterior lumbar curve. Okay, when I say interior, I'm talking about your front, your belly. Your lumbar is going to be the last set of spines before it gets to your sacrum and your coccyx, which are your fused spines, right? Because you have your vertebrae and then your sacrum and your coccyx are actually fused vertebrae at the very bottom of your back, right? That's what connects to the hips. So when your lumbar is overly pronounced upward or not upward, forward anteriorly, your butt tends to come up a little bit for them Instagram girls that might be affecting you. But also kyphosis is going to be similar. Kyphosis, you're going to have an overpronunciation of your posterior thoracic curve. That's going to be where your shoulder blades are. That's going to be exaggerated backwards and your anterior curve is going to be exaggerated forward. And your pelvis in both of these curves and both of these lordosis and kyphosis is going to have an anterior curve where if you were to look at yourself from left to right, you should see that your pelvis is tilting forward, right? It's, til it's tilting to your anterior. It's called anterior pelvic tilt. Anything that's forward is anterior. Anything that's backward is posterior. So what can we do to address lordosis and or kyphosis? You need to stretch and you need to strengthen. If you just stretch without strengthening, you're going to have Loose noodly muscles, they'll feel great for a little bit. You definitely want to stretch. I will not ever say that stretching is overrated, but stretching alone is not going to be enough. That's why I like yoga, because yoga stretches and strengthens you. So what you can do for lordosis is you can start to stretch your hip flexors and your lumbar extensors. There are just stretches called hip extensor stretch, but you can also start to do things that will help to fix those body parts there. Uh, planks, push-ups, for example, you have to tighten your core. Anything where you tighten your core is gonna help with your posture because that's where you wanna put your weight, not in your back, not throughout your spine, right? You want your spine to stay neutral for any of your movements, working out, or just activities of daily living, and your weight, all that pressure should be going in your core to keep you upright. So strengthening your core is gonna be great. Uh, those glute bridges, short glute bridges, are always going to be a positive thing you can do. You can always start to work on your hip adductors and hip abductors. 
I always say to do those. That's going to help with your with your knees, definitely, but it's also going to help with your hips. Hip thrusts are similar to glute bridges, but I wouldn't do those until you start to feel stronger. That's definitely a movement that could injure you if you're not careful. I would stick with glute bridge and progress to a tabletop exercise uh, for your for your upper, right? And kyphosis for your upper. That's going to affect more of your anterior chest and shoulders. You're going to have a shorter latissimus dorsi. You have a shorter neck extensors, right? That means your neck flexors are going to be lengthened. Your scapular stabilizers are longer than they should be. That you know they're too lengthened, and your upper back extensors are also too lengthened. People that do a lot of sitting for their work are going to be affected by these the most often. Sitting on a balance ball can help you out, but making time to not sit all day, just stand up at your desk. I would say maybe every 20 minutes, if not more. I mean. They give you breaks generally to stand up every two hours. You need to make more time to stand up and get out of that and stretch. If you're just getting calls back to back to back to back to back, you need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm not. I used to work at a call center. I know that they want you to adhere to to the time schedule, but you need to make time for yourself to take care of your body because that's not good for you to sit down the whole time, especially if you have those uh, lumbar or, or spine issues, those posture issues. You need to make time for your shoulder stabilizers and your rotator cuff. You want to do anything with a cable machine where you keep your arm in an L position and you rotate it outwards and then switch around and rotate it inwards. That's going to be a great one. You can always just, again, push-ups. People don't do enough of these, in my opinion. Do a lot of push-ups for that. Stretching is going to be key for this. If you put your back against a wall and you're trying to touch all, main, all your main points of contact, the top of your head, your thoracic spine, where your shoulder blades are at, and then uh, your hips, right, your coccyx and your sacrum, you're trying to touch all of that to the wall, that might already be a challenge enough in, in itself. And if it is, work on that. But if you're already able to do that, look at your feet before you progress. Are your feet touching the wall or no? If your feet aren't touching the wall, progress first, but trying to keep all those points of contact and bringing your feet up to the wall, right? Heel to wall. You're gonna find that that should be a little difficult for some of you. Work on that. The next thing you wanna do, or before you do the foot thing, would be to bring your hands, your arms up, and bring your elbows and your hands to make contact with the wall at the same time as your spine is making contact with the wall. Move your hands around, making different shapes, a W, a Y, a T, L's, in this position and you should face some difficulty most people will some people won't some people are pretty flexible but even then it's still good to do for maintenance so do shoulder presses without any weight in this position you will see if you have any issues with that where you have to work and forcing that is a great way to help correct upper body posture issues you can also if you're part of a gym you could get a foam roller lay on it with the foam roller going down your spine and letting your arms come back and that's gonna go ahead and allow your front your pectoral area your chest to stretch out which will help then over time if those muscles are tightened to then release and give you that better uh, range of motion with your upper back making it easier to do any kinds of uh, movements that are meant to help you with your posture Another good one is going to be a face pull. You need a cable machine for this one. 
You can have a rope is my ideal, but you can use handles and you're gonna bring this to your face. Your hands are beating your elbows to your back. And doing this motion is gonna help to strengthen your trapezoid, but I would advise that you do the simpler motions first, especially if your posture is really bad, to make sure you have that range of motion. And then the face pulls there are just gonna help to keep that strong so that, that way it lasts longer throughout the day over time. You can just do the face pulls without the range of motion movements and you'll have good upper body posture. Next up is flat back posture. With a flat back posture, you're gonna have shortened or not very flexible rectus abdomini, back extensors, neck extensors, and even your ankle plantar flexors are gonna be very tight. So you're gonna wanna, of course, work on stretching those. You're gonna have overstretched uh, internal obliques, your lumbar extensors, your neck flexors, and so what you can do with these is of course strengthen them which will then help to make them a little bit tighter and therefore not as lengthened. So side exercises, you can get on your back on the ground and do some heel touches, that'll work your obliques. You can do some anti-rotational movements to work on your obliques. You can do upward facing dog to stretch your rectus abdomini, that'll be your abs. Doing that exercise can be a little, or that stretch, sorry, can be a little bit difficult for some people and some of them won't do it right. So some cues when you're doing that upward facing dog motion, you're laying on your belly, put your hands underneath your shoulders and you begin to slowly press up. As you begin to press up, it's almost like a push up, but you're leaving your hips on the ground. So you're going to flex your glutes, you're gonna flex your quads and your feet are going to be flat such that the top of your feet remain on the ground. Your knees and your shins are no longer making contact. I mean, they might, but really your focus should be your quads and the tops of your feet maintaining that contact on the ground along with your hips. If your hips are coming up from the ground, you're pushing up too high. You don't need to push up that high. At that point, you're no longer getting the proper stretch in your abs. Come a little bit further back down, right? And keep your hips on the ground. Make sure that keeping your hips, your quads and the tops of your feet press firmly on the ground and only your hands for your upper body press firmly on the ground, you're going to keep doing that stretch. If those points of contact are leaving the ground, the stretch isn't being done effectively anymore. Go ahead and just take it back. Again, we're leaving the ego at the door so we can get a more efficient stretch, just like we would do with weights. You can definitely look up the cat-cow pose. All right, that's gonna be a breathing exercise. That's not something you do quick, but you can do that several times a day that's going to help you with sway back or really any back issues that one should help you a lot so look that one up i'm not going to explain it here because it just looks funny it'll just be easier if you give it a look definitely as far as a flat back is concerned those supermans are going to help you out because you're trying to just keeping your core on the ground and everything else is going to come up off the ground that bridge that short glue bridge you could stick your hands underneath your low back to support yourself and give that a little bit more of a bend while still flexing your glute. Good posture is going to look, of course, with those curves I mentioned and with your ears above your shoulders, not in front of or behind of, which is very rare to see someone with those ears behind. But even if you have that as your issue, look for that. Make sure your ears are over your shoulders, right? With that being said, uh, flat back posture, there's sway back posture, which is an e even more pronounced flat back, I would say. Your upper back, your thoracic spine is going posteriorly 
further and so you just look like you're really really relaxed even standing up and it's definitely not something that you want in that case either your hamstrings are going to be shorter they're not very well stretched out your obliques your upper obliques at this point are actually shorter not your lower obliques still we're going to have our neck extensors that are too long our upper back is still of course very tight or i'm sorry very lengthened at this point because you're actually leaning back all the way your back's lengthening so we can strengthen our chest a little bit for this one we want to do uh, neck exercises you don't need a weight for neck exercises you just need to look different ways stretch up and down having your back against the wall is a great neck exercise i mentioned that before always do that one that's going to force you into the correct position because you're putting your back against the wall or you put your back on the ground or you use that foam roller on the ground that forces you into the correct posture with your spine neutral and straight for your hamstrings all right because your hips are going to either rotate anteriorly or posteriorly depending on your posture with a sway back your hips are actually going to rotate posteriorly so your uh, the head of your femur is actually going to be further ahead than it should be you can feel pain over over time there as well you want to uh, work on your hamstrings so of course at the gym you can use the leg curl machine to work on your hamstrings personally i i don't like the leg machines too much for quads or hamstrings they put like a weird pressure on your knees instead you can do a reverse hyperextension you can just lay flat on a bench or you can get on all fours and you can extend your leg out it's just like a bird dog i told you guys to look that up so it'll be very similar to a bird dog but you can make it a little harder by getting up a little bit more off the ground you can do it off the edge of your bed have your pelvis right over the edge of the bed the rest of your upper body is on top and you're extending your leg straight behind you you can do that to strengthen your hamstrings a little bit and of course stretch them but you want them to be strong uh like i said again the glute bridge i can't understate some of these exercises that you guys should be doing on a regular basis if you're not doing anything to strengthen out deadlifts strengthen your hamstrings quite a bit but that one's going to be very complex especially if you have a bad posture leave your ego at the door and wait till you're in a better position with your body before you engage in deadlifts when you're standing still and you want to check your posture someone's going to look at your posture your head should be able to look straight with your ears above your shoulders coming down your hips should be right over right under your head and then going down all the way to your ankles your hips or your ankles should be just under your hips if not like maybe half an inch ahead right that's a, that's as much as i'll say we you to still have good posture everything should be top down like that you'll have your natural curves but you have those three main points your head your hips and your ankles one above the other now that's just covering the spine guys there are other postural deviations that you should be aware of like i mentioned your pelvis a bunch of times if you imagine that your pelvis holds a bucket of water okay if you have anterior pelvic tilt the water would fall out ahead of you if it's posterior the water would fall out behind you exercises you can do to do that uh, of course i already mentioned the glute bridge you can definitely do some uh, hip thrusts doing strong squats with body weight simply even if you need to use a wall is going to strengthen that walking is going to help to strengthen that you want to make sure that you're stretching both the front and the back your anterior and posterior body if your hips are instead of rotating anterior or posteriorly 
they're rotating to the left or to the right. That's going to cause you obvious pain, right? Your spine's no longer neutral up and down. It's almost like having scoliosis at the bottom of your back. You're going to need to work your hip abductors and hip adductors. Normally, you just want to really focus on adduction mostly. You can try to just stand on a set of stairs and let one leg come down and one leg is on the top stair and you'll correct yourself by forcing that flex of your hips to correct that motion. Do both sides. You can work your hip adductors with a gym machine as well, but if you don't have access to a gym, you don't need one. You can just do the, the small curb and do that motion. You can step out, step wide, and then force your legs together either by stepping in and flexing or if you have, you're on a smooth surface, you can have a, a sock on, on just one foot, and keep forcing that foot together by sliding it back to your midsection, to your midline. With the forward head position, let's say you, your spine is perfectly neutral except for your head and the top, your, your cervical, cervical uh, vertebrae, that's what's leaning too far ahead. Doing the wall exercise is gonna be great for that. Leaning your back against the wall, trying to keep all three points of contact. Even if you can't get your neck to the back, I don't want you to overcompensate by leaning your head backwards. I instead want you to try and tuck the chin under. You'll look like you have a turkey neck or even more so than normal. That's okay. It's not about looks right now. It's about function. If you are working to correct your posture, correct your shoulders, correct your hips, Correct your knees if your knees are bending inward, whatever it is. Right now you are in the function training of exercise. You're not worried about movement or anything else. You need to correct yourself first. So when you do this exercise to correct your neck posture or your head position, you get against the wall, you're gonna lean your back against the wall. You're gonna have a flat back. You're trying to touch the back of your skull, not the top of your skull, the back of your skull to the wall. If you can't reach and you're tucking your chin, that's something where you're gonna have to try and hold that position by flexing those muscles that are causing or that let you to tuck your chin in. You're gonna keep flexing that. You're gonna do this for two to three minutes, two to three times a day. This might take you a couple of days or weeks or months to correct that posture, but you cannot give up. A lot of exercise is, is continuously doing the same motions and increasing your range of motion until you get better or you know, increase your weight if you're a weightlifter. And you're not gonna do it by, not, by doing it once in a while. You need to do this repetitively. Having that bad posture is something that you reinforced in your body over the course of likely years. It's gonna take you a long time to work that back, get rid of that bad, those bad habits, and increase the strength where you need to. So you cannot relax too much on this, and it's really not a lot of work, guys. Two minutes, two to three times a day. Let's say you do three minutes, three times a day. That's still only nine minutes out of your day. So it's very feasible. Another thing that could affect your posture is your shoulder blade position. And that's gonna be a very long topic that I might have to address later. Your shoulder blades, they can elevate upwards, they can depress downwards, they can retract up to your medial line, they can protract outwards, they can rotate upwards and they can rotate downwards. Your shoulder is the most flexible joint in your body. You can move it in all kinds of directions. And if you can't, well, then you should be able to. That's gonna be the point of addressing this. You might have something where you'll never get your full range of motion back, but we should always strive to work on it. So that's what I'm gonna do, guys. I'm gonna just do a separate episode on just shoulders and other joints. So this one will just be on spines 
and your pelvis. I want to apologize for all the background noise you were hearing before. My baby boy was excited to play around and you know what? I wasn't going to stifle him and I don't have a separate office. This is recorded in my house. So you know what? I don't regret it. I hope you like babies. And if you don't, well, you still got some good knowledge out of this. Uh, there was one part earlier where I talked about your plantar flexion and your calf not being enough and causing you some back pain as well, some postural issues. Plantar flexion is when you can point your toe straight down such that there is a 180 degree angle in your ankle, right? It's going straight down. You look like a ballerina if you were to try and stand on your toes. And all you need to do for that are calf raises. You can try it on a flat surface at first and just raise your foot up, standing straight up. You can use a wall if you need to for balance. Then slowly, you can put something right underneath the balls of your feet, right where your toes are at, and then stand up that way. Uh, do a calf raise in that manner. That's gonna increase your range of motion and make you stronger. So I brought that up too. There you go, guys. You can put something on the left and the, oh, I'm sorry, not, not the left or the right, but the outside and the inside of your foot because your foot also does eversion and inversion which means it doesn't just move forward and backward it can move left and right and so you can do that to uh, strengthen that as well exercise is not just about becoming super ripped and buff and whatever else you might think it is because social media portrays fitness as this one particular thing fitness and exercise can help correct your body so that you're more comfortable when you sit down, when you lay down, when you relax, so you have less pain, so it's easier for you to do your daily activities. And honestly, anyone can do it, right? Some, some things you might not be able to do, depending on your body, most people can do this. Most people have no real excuse other than they just don't know how and they don't have the time. Well, I'm showing you some ways to do it now, or at least I'm giving you some auditory instructions and I am letting you know that it really doesn't take that much time to do some of these easy things to at least get you started. You'll have to make time for it. People who don't make time for exercise and nutrition will eventually have to make time for illness and pain. So you might as well get on it now. And even if you are in pain, you can try. I've been working with some good people these past few weeks who have already been making progress. They had a, One has a humpback uh, in their neck and that's already looking a lot better. One has a completely torn knee from being a cop and having a, <laughs> a perp land on it. Uh, shoulders messed up as well. They've been getting better. They've been able to make higher step ups. It's something where you just have to practice at it, right? Just get someone to help you or just take the time and make at least 10, 20 minutes every day and take care of yourself. Give me some comments. Tell me what you want to hear next. Whatever it is that you guys want to hear, I will talk about. Unless it's something that is not at all related to fitness, then I'm just going to ignore you. But yes, give me some comments. I want to know this stuff, guys. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Have a good one.